It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. The Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. The week's most interesting interviews with senators, commentators, and newsmakers. Giving you a replay just in case you missed it. The Guy Benson Show. Halfway through the week, halfway through the show, it's the Guy Benson Show from New York City. Thank you for being here. GuyBensonShow.com. That's our website, the podcast. Free and on demand every day. With us here in studio, sitting right across from me, is Dagan McDowell, anchor and analyst on Fox Business Network. She will be co-host of a brand new show that starts on Monday. We'll be talking all about that with Dagan. Hello. Hi, God Benson. It's so good to see you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year since we haven't seen each other. So I just have to say this. I saw on Twitter over the holidays, I forget exactly what date it was, but it was announced that Dagan would be co-hosting her own show with Sean Duffy every weekday on FBN. It's called The Bottom Line. It starts this coming Monday, right. 6 p.m. Eastern, mm-hmm. leading into Kennedy, our other right. dear friend. And I just had this giant smile on my face because Aww. you root for people that you like, and you have been everywhere. I mean, you've been all across both networks forever and outnumbered in the five and Maria Bartiromo and everything, but to have... Your own TV real estate is such a big deal, and it made me so happy and so excited. I emailed Megan Albano, the boss, being like, great, this is gold. So tell us about the bottom line. It, Sean and I come from similar backgrounds, even though he's from Wisconsin, and I'm from small-town Virginia. It's He worked in Washington, and I've lived in New York City for 30-some-odd years. And it's more about remembering where we came from and giving voice to the viewers in a way that maybe we weren't we couldn't on other shows that I've done like other ensemble shows um so it's kind of not that New York DC worldview no it's, it's the, the opposite rural Wisconsin rural Virginia worldview right the greatest compliment I have ever gotten working I've worked here for 20 years this spring 20 years full-time longer than that part-time is when a viewer says, I'm sitting at home, and you say exactly what I'm thinking. And so to give, to make sure that we're covering the things that matter to the audience, but also (laughs) expressing the feelings of people at home. And also giving them solutions. So, but it's also talking about news of the day. Sure. And, but as an example, with what's going on in Northern Virginia, in Fairfax County, Mm -hmm. with uh, school officials sitting on National Merit Scholarship Awards. We've been Not, covering it. Right. In fact, I have more updates tomorrow on the show, but that's a big deal. And it, apparently it's been going on for years and years, sitting on them. Fox Digital has reported on that what a child being deprived of knowing how much that's knowing in advance of applying for early admission, as an example, what that could cost a family. And so that, as an example, but I'd re- I want to talk to that child and that mother, that father, because it is, can you imagine the evil of someone in a school system or people in school systems and high schools 
that would do that to a child? I've actually been thinking a fair amount about it as I read more and more about it. And it doesn't feel like it was that long ago that I was applying for colleges. It actually was 20 years ago, believe it or not. Like, I can't believe that I'm saying that. But I remember it like it was yesterday, getting in and the pressure and the nerves and waiting to get that envelope and everything and to have someone deliberately holding you down for some toxic ideological project is is really sick. So that's the type of story or, that you guys will cover at right. the bottom line. Or, What's the format going to look like when people tune in next Monday moving forward at 6 p.m. Eastern on Fox Business? Is it you guys at the desk together? Are there guests coming on? How are you going to play it? There'll be guests on the show, but the— I, Let me volunteer as tribute. I'd love okay. to come on. Absolutely. <laughs> of course. You have to bring Roy <laughs> and Adam. Um the the start of the show will be maybe three topics news of the day but with in tv lingo elements so mm -hmm. sound bites um statements video i can't get enough of the press corps screaming at biden yesterday and he's squinting and not saying anything and like my reaction to that yesterday when i saw it was okay you don't look like Clint Eastwood. And just because you're squinting and you can't see the press corps, we can still see you. Right. So cameras work. So that. So the top of the show will be kind of three topics that just the two of us go back and forth on. Great. A little banter between the hosts. Right. And then in the ensuing TV lingo blocks, you'll yes. bring in guests and other talking heads to join in the fun. It sounds like it's going to be knowing you and knowing Sean a bit. A lively show. <laughs> it's not going to be uh, a dull drag. Let's put it that we, way. We were on with Sandra Smith and John Roberts on the news channel a bit ago, and I started off by saying, I just found out that Sandra Smith got a Compass Duffy Christmas card. I did not. <laughs> I want to know what's happening here. I want to know when I'm going to get invited to write like a little mini chapter in one of the Campos Duffy books. Because they love, they go all over the building. They get everyone to, like, contribute recipes have, and stories. And I haven't either. <laughs> and you're the co-host. Well, it sounds like you, Wait. This, this could be your very first topic on your very first I'm show. I'm being left out in so many ways. You <laughs> be like, Sean, okay, topic one. How do I get on the Christmas card list? And apparently, Rachel had to tell him <laughs> over and over again that he was mispronouncing my name. Because he's from Wisconsin. And he would say, and he still says it, and I'm totally fine with that. Deegan? Deegan. But that's like one thing I totally don't get hung up on. Because people, that's, that's, that's America. People now, are going to, people pronounce people's names differently. Yeah, but usually not like when you get to actually know someone and work with them every day. So maybe he will transition to Dagan at some point soon. Well, my real name is Mary Dagan. Oh. And so he actually pronounces, because people in my hometown still call me Mary Dagan. And so he pronounces Mary Dagan. Very well. He's been working on it. I can tell. That is a piece of trivia that I did mm -hmm. not know. Murdinger. And they just sort of blended into one one name, even though it's two. Murdinger. Uh, now, in Wisconsin, if I were to have my daily Coke Zero sitting here, your word for that product generically is what? Because in Wisconsin, they say pop. In parts of the South, they call everything Coke. Are you an everything Coke person, or are you a soda person? I am an everything Coke person. Wow. And 
my grandmother would call it Coca-Cola. 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 Even if it wasn't actually Everything, Coca-Cola. but it wasn't Coke. It was Coca-Cola. Okay. And, strangely enough, all the great soft drinks are from the South. And Pepsi was invented in New Bern, North Carolina. So Pepsi was actually invented closer to where I grew up. But we still refer to everything as Coca-Cola. Are you more of a Pepsi person? Because I'm total. I drink nothing but Coke Zero on the soda side. I drink, I drink Red Bull, but I would drink if I'm going to drink soda or Coke, it's going to be actual sugar Coke, like real Coca-Cola. Real Coca-Cola. That's my friend Mary Catherine Ham. She's the same way. She's from the South, and she's like, get this zero diet stuff out here. I want full Coca-Cola Classic. Yes. All right. I mean, I. I am. I've weaned myself off of it. I am completely obsessed with Mary Catherine Ham. I mean, aren't we all? Yes. And her beautiful and new boy. New, um, Cal. Cal. Which also has a great little southern, I don't know, yes. element to it, I feel like. Yes. Now, we could just sit here and talk. About our friends. About our lives and yes. friends here. It's like, hey, there's actually microphones in an audience. But since we're doing this, we haven't had you on the show since the Christmas party, which we talked about a lot here on the show. Early December, so we're going back a month and a half. We will not relitigate the red wine spill. I don't think producer Christine spilled on you. She spilled on almost everyone else, but not you. Wait, did, is she the one who spilled on Katie Pavlich? Yes. Oh, she did. Yeah. I see a hand up. Yeah. Hand up in the back. Okay. Yeah. She spilled on Katie. She spilled on Adam. She spilled on the ground twice, but she did not spill on the white couch. That was someone else, undetermined. Although we have two or three major suspects, it was not you. You, however, at one point were seemingly missing from the party. Like, where did Dagan go? No, you were there. You were just sort of out of sight. Where were you? I was under your dining room table <laughs> with Roy, the dog, for a long time. Hey, you spent some quality time on the ground under a table. With Roy's toy, playing mm-hmm. with Roy and Roy's toy. Are you kind of obsessed with Roy? Yes. Yeah. And people were like, who's the woman on the floor <laughs> with the dog? And I'm like, who? Oh, that's Dagan. And in my Instagram profile, I say, I will speak to your dog before I speak to you. That's and right. I'd st- it's accurate. 100% accurate. So, like, literally, and Kennedy was at the party, and she had just had a surgery, so she's on crutches. She was getting these little empty bottles at that point of fireball, because people were taking mm-hmm. fireball shots. Cat Timp brought them. So there's a theme here. Cat Timp brought the fireball shots. People would drink them. Then there were these little empty plastic bottles, mm-hmm. and then Kennedy was just throwing them at people, like flinging them at people. So I've got you on the floor with my dog, Kennedy throwing empty bottles provided by Cat, and all my other guests are like, what is going on with all these ladies and Fox? I'm like, don't ask me. This is just a dysfunctional episode of Outnumbered with lots of alcohol, and it was super fun. Let's take a best, quick break. Because best parties. Best it's parties. such a fun group. When we come back, though, we'll talk about, like, okay. actual news, a few things that the president has said. Uh, the CEOs out in Davos sound pretty sour. We'll get to all of that with Dagan McDowell. Her new show starts Monday on Fox Business Network. The bottom line, keep it right here. Dagan McDowell here with me on The Guy Benson Show, co-anchor of The Bottom Line, which starts next week, FBN, 6 p.m. Eastern every day alongside Sean Duffy. He calls her Deegan McDowell, at least for now. He's learning. (laughs) So, Dagan, let's talk about some news. Some of the inflation numbers that have come out in the last couple of days are promising in a lot of respects. Inflation down, CPI down, core CPI ticked up a little bit, wholesale coming down, but food prices 
out of control. People are talking about eggs. It goes well beyond that. What's your bird's eye view of the cost of everything, that picture right now? That inflation is easing because the economy is headed toward a recession. So there might be less pain in terms of price increases, but the reason is negative and not pretty. The Federal Reserve has been hiking interest rates at a pace so aggressive that we haven't seen it in many people's lifetimes. We haven't seen rate hikes this fast in such a short period of time since the 80s. They might back off those interest rate increases a little bit. That's the expectation, but short-term rates will be close to 5%, and the economy will be contract contracting by the middle of this year. And I fully expect the Biden administration to blame Republicans for that at absolutely every turn. Oh, yeah. I mean, they'll try. Right. We'll see if that works. There are headlines coming out of Davos in this World Economic Summit or whatever they call it. We talked a bit about it earlier. But among many CEOs, I mean, it is a bearish sentiment. They've mm-hmm. all flown in on these very opulent private jets to this beautiful place in Switzerland to all get together and say, oh, yeah, it's going to get really ugly. Global recession perhaps coming. How deep of one should we expect here? Because I think there's still some hope that it would be shallow. Like most people seem to think we're not going to avoid it, but it may not be that much of a, of a painful wallop. What are you hearing? What are you reading? A lot of it will depend on how deep the job cuts are. If we had job cuts announced thousands of layoffs from Microsoft. I don't read too much into the layoffs that have been coming out of Silicon Valley and the large, large technology companies, because quite frankly, those companies have a lot of people making a lot of money sitting around really not doing anything. So those are kind of like right-sizing. I'm not, yes, I'm not joking. There are people who work at Google. I know this from friends and family members at Google, at Facebook, who collect deep six-figure pay packages who don't do anything. They have companies like that have so much cash that they don't know how to spend it. They don't know where to spend it. It's pressure is put on them to spend that money. And so now they're just trying to whittle down the size of the workforce. That being said, how completely pathetic that these CEOs have to fly to Switzerland if they think that a recession is coming to spend that money, that exorbitant amount of money to send a CEO. It's a cost to an investor, a shareholder, a taxpayer, if you're talking about a Chris Ray or a John Kerry, to go over there and have a pricey pity party about a recession on the horizon, none of that makes any sense. It is the, it is a boondoggle for billionaires, and it, I, I've never understood why people go to that thing. That, a lot of it will depend on what the Federal Reserve continues to do in terms of tightening monetary policy, raising interest rates, but also uh, reducing that balance sheet, removing money from the system. There is still a lot of euphoria and mania sloshing around in the world. But it might come to a crashing halt at some point if this recession is coming and if it's deep. Mm -hmm. Before we go, 
I responded briefly to this soundbite yesterday on the show. This was the president MLK Day talking to Al Sharpton's group. Cut 24. Interested to get your reaction right after this. You're going to talk about big spending Democrats again? Guess what? I reduced the deficit last year $350 billion. And this year, federal deficit is down $1 trillion plus dollars. Hear me. That's a fact. And there's going to be hundreds of billions reduced over the next decade. But so what? These guys are the <laughs> fiscally, you know, they're fiscally demented, I think. They don't, <laughs> they don't quite get it. Fiscally demented. They laugh at that? The, the reason the deficit fell is because co- these COVID programs expired. But that's year over year. Joe Biden in two years added $5 trillion in new borrowing and new spending. Five trillion. And he wanted a lot more. And do you know what? Of all the programs, well, they've created a brand new entitlement in the form of the enhanced subsidy for Obamacare. It was extended for three years last year. Mark my words, that is not going away. That is a new entitlement never that this nation cannot afford. But the thing that makes me the angriest for hardworking Americans who do not have college degrees or who did not go into debt to get it is the continued moratorium on making student loan payments. And I'll tell you why. Because it's not just not making payments. Those people, and these are rich people, this is not the people who are suffering hardships. These are rich people who have who are doctors and lawyers and investment bankers. They have not been making payments on their student loans for 35, 36 months now. And there's no interest accruing. So what that means is that debt is being inflated away. So when you are not accruing interest on debt, that loan is declining in real value by the inflation rate. No, and like just the unfairness, the whole student debt thing is that's two hundred to me. That alone, through the middle of next year, is two hundred billion dollars in additional spending. And that for now is our bottom line with Dagan McDowell. It starts Monday with Sean Duffy, 6 p.m. Eastern, Fox Business Network. I can't wait. Great to see you. Break a leg. We're rooting for you. That was this week's edition of the Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.